Hi everyone and welcome to the SLTD Roundtable. We are back and we are bringing you our NXT TakeOver in your house predictions ready for tomorrow night's NXT TakeOver in your house event. I have been joined by Callum, Alan and Mike. We're going to get straight into the matches. Um, I'm not going to kick off because I always kick off and I always steal what other people say. So we're going to start off with... Um, a singles match, there's no stipulation, there is no championship here between Mercedes Martinez and Zaya Lee. Callum, who have you got and why? I think it's a pretty easy one to predict. I'm going to go for Zaya Lee. She's the only one out of the two that's kind of being pushed in some sort of direction. That direction I'm not really sure of. Um, we'll get into it a bit later with a few other members of the NXT roster, but I think Zaya fits in that same category where she probably doesn't suit the woman's title picture at the moment, um, but she needs to keep on winning to kind of build her character up and see where it goes with in, in weeks and months to come. So I'm going to take Zai for the win. How about you, Alan? Oh, I definitely agree. I have no uh, argument with what you said there. I'm definitely going with Zia Lee. Um, I like the uh, sort of long-term storytelling they did when they brought her back to the Mae Young Classic when Zaya lost to Mercedes. I didn't. Well, I almost didn't remember that happened. <laughs> so I'm glad they kind of brought back a little bit of that revisionist history. And um, as a Chinese person, I am always stoked about seeing someone from my background in the WWE. I think she literally is the first Chinese female wrestler in WWE, at least. And so I'm definitely seeing she's going to win, even though I think her the whole character behind Tian Sha is a little bit stereotyping. I'm not sure. Like modern day um, people in the Chinese community could relate, but I think they do in a sense, but it's like, okay, yeah, we understand it's a fictional character. It's like, yeah, like she, this is not really a dragon lady of a thousand, that's a thousand years old coming from ancient China or something like that. But I love how Saya's gone from this sort of like, you know, happy-go-lucky person, like the way Io was when she was first booked to this sort of dangerous killer. Um, I my I, The only thing I'm not sure about is if Tian Sha will get involved and uh, do some kind of green mist spraying on Mercedes's face. Uh, so that's that kind of thing uh, I'm, I'm hoping I would see, but I'm definitely predicting a Zia Lee win here. Mike, where are you on this? Uh, yeah, put it across the board. Uh, Zia Lee's going to win. Uh, pretty much everything that Alan said. Uh, there's pretty much there's they're not really doing anything with Mercedes Martinez right now. She lost to Raquel, so I think that. But like he said, I, I really enjoy the the long term storytelling, acknowledging the Mayan Classic. I think that was Zia Lee's first wrestling match ever. The Mayan Classic against Mercedes Martinez on TV, okay. and so I like that that was that was brought up. And Zia Lee is definitely. Definitely improved since 2017 with, when that tournament took place. So, um, but yeah, I I, I think Zaylee is going to win. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe we have the the beginning of another actual women's tag team here. I don't know because Tian Shaw hasn't wrestled yet, uh, so nobody really knows what's going on there. But yeah, Zaylee is going to win. Do we know who Tian Shaw is? I think it's Karen Q. Okay. That's that's what I heard. Everybody's been saying it's Karen Q. Uh, 
but I think never... I think she's going to be um, uh, named a Mei Ying on the show because uh, WWE filed a trademark for a name Mei Ying. Mm, unless they have another, which, another... Which, honestly, which honestly is kind of silly because Mei Ying is a very common Chinese name, I would say. Not as um, common as like Wong, but they're just saying it's out there. It's, there's, well, a, there's probably a scores of Chinese women named Mei Ying out there. So, but I'm not college. Think about the company here. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, maybe that's her name or maybe that's somebody else i don't know if they have any other chinese <sighs> women in in uh uh developmental right now but yeah i don't know i i as like i said we don't know when tian shah is going to wrestle or whatever they haven't acknowledged that really all she's done is blow mist in people's faces and that's it but i assume that that's going somewhere i mean i mean they've got uh, what's his name um Bo, uh, Boa, 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 and he's doing literally nothing. He's just there. So, uh, yeah. Because the the last time they trademarked a name, we all thought it was going to be for a dog, because it was Frankie, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and there was a bit mm-hmm. of confusion around that. So who knows what the name's going to be for? I don't know. Um, yeah. But in terms of predictions, I'm going to bring us full circle and just say, yeah, Zaylee's win- winning. I can't see Mercedes Martinez winning this at all. Um, I have seen the rumblings that apparently she's going to be raw bound so that she can be Eva oh. Marie's bodyguard. Um, the, well, that was also two, said about Piper Niven. So. Yeah, there were two names. There was Piper Niven and um, Mercedes Martinez. I mean, the other one that kind of just flew into my head because she's just lost the championship is Kaylee Kaylee Ray. Um, yeah, that could. But, I, I think she's going to end up on. NXT first, right? Know. Okay. Uh, yeah. It'd be harder to bring Piper over because logistically, um, unless you get Piper to move to America, she's gonna be. She lives in the UK, so it's kind of hard to. So it's easier to move Mercedes from like you know, because yeah. it was still within the confines of Florida at this point. So. Yeah, I think I think out of the two, I'd prefer um, almost called a Viper. Um, I'd prefer Piper to go over just because she's one out of like for American fans, she's someone that is that would be fresh and new, and it's kind of a it's like a proper debut rather than like a call up because of her probably not being as well known to other fans as Mercedes would be for Eva's bodyguard. Yeah. Also, I, I wonder just, what. Sorry, on, I, just want, no, I just wanted to add. It's cool that they actually have a secondary women's match on a pay per view instead yeah. of instead of this being an all title matches show like it usually is i think yeah. it's I, I mean i wish that they were able to do that on other shows but regardless yeah i, I just think it's cool that, that that we have that it feels very like old school takeover yeah definitely okay so we're all in agreement that it's going to be zion lee second match then that we're going to talk about um I might be controversial here and say that I really don't care about this match because um, I know that there are a lot of fans in the SLTD family of Cameron Grimes, um, but I'm, I'm really not bothered about this match at all. Um, so this is a ladder match for the vacant million-dollar championship between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Um, I will kick us off on this one. Um, I think LA Knight's winning this just because I think this is too much too soon for the rivalry. 
and that it, it's not just going to end with a simple Cameron Grimes winning the million dollar championship. It's going to be LA Knight and Cameron Grimes chasing after it. And we'll see how far we get with that. But I just think this whole storyline, I'm not interested in it at all. And <laughs> I just, I just, again, mm-hmm. we had this at Stand and Deliver. If any match was to have ladders, I wouldn't have picked this match to have ladders in it. Um, but for some reason, it had, because again, you've got a vacant champion or you've got, as we saw at Stand and Deliver, two champions. What do we need to do? We need to put the title over the ring. Because for some reason, we can't just win a vacated title or become a unified champion or an undisputed champion without somebody having to climb to go and get it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm not really too can, fussed about this one. I think you, LA Knight is going to win. You can really tell that Shawn Michaels just loves to put a ladder match in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, what does does this match actually need to be a ladder match? for? No. To be no. <laughs> no, it, just, no. it just popped in my head. Like I don't know. No. I think this whole I think the whole thing was ruined because the internet kind of like preempted oh oh they said rumors of the million dollar championship will be brought back to NXT and you were like, Oh, this is obviously what uh, Ted DiBiase is here for. I mean the only surprise I would like pop for is if uh, Ted comes out and says, You know, guys, uh you guys are both great athletes, but you know, I'm thinking we need to add a little wild card in the mix. And since this guy here beat you both in the last two weeks. Jake Atlas, you're yeah. added in this match. Like if that happens in this it becomes a triple foot ladder match, then I would find it a little more exciting. But well, I, I, I kind of fully expect that to happen because like he's kind of made it clear that like Ted DiBiase, like at first he was like, Oh, I'm gonna just go with this guy, LA Knight, because he looks like a champion. But then LA Knight loses and um LA Knight basically like almost cried because Ted DiBiase walked out on him. <laughs> and then and then Cameron Grimes like cut this really good promo and he's like, you know what? I I I I maybe I was wrong about you. But like Cameron Grimes is really good. I love his character. His character's been great. Like he he's just so out there and so like over the top and I I just don't know why this needs to be a ladder match. I think Cameron Grimes is going to win just because I think LA Knight, unfortunately, might get the EC3 treatment Mm. and not last in NXT very long. Um, Mm. Because he looks like the kind of guy, especially since he can talk really well, like really well. Vince McMahon seeing that and he's like, give me that guy. And then not know what to do with him. So give me that guy, and I'll give him the twenty four seven championship. Yeah, because <laughs> we all saw what happened with EC three. EC three yeah. was able to talk better than anybody on the roster, and he didn't ever. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we all saw what happened. So I feel like that kind of. I I mean, maybe they see something different in LA Knight now, but like since he's come in, it hasn't really been been that exciting. Uh, so I don't know. I think Cameron Grimes is going to win unless they add somebody to this match, Jake Atlas or whoever. But uh, yeah, I, I'm for now. I'm just gonna stick with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, because I saw um I saw the the tweet that Jake Atlas put out where he said um I've beat both of these guys. Yep. And as soon as I read that, I I did what Alan did, and I thought, well, why isn't Jake Atlas in the match then? Yeah. 
Exactly. Because that would just make sense. Yes, it would. But that's why he's not in the match. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> um, I'm going to come back to my ladder bit in a bit, actually, because there was a reason why I thought another match should have ladders. Um, Alan, who are you picking? Well, um, I'm actually, I think I'm going to go with my wild card prediction and just say Jake Atlas is in this match. And then Jake gonna Atlas is going to win. Somewhere on my prediction sheet. <laughs> do, do, we, do our predictions have to include actual scheduled competitors? That are, no, it's fine. Okay, so I'll go with my wild card prediction and say that Ted DiBiase decided to add Jake Atlas in there because he'd beaten both these guys and that somehow Jake will end up winning this match. And yeah, that's my prediction. I'm interested to know that in this match, do they have to use the golden covered ladder with the dollar signs on it? <laughs> or do they have, can they use a regular ladder? Because that would make it a little more interesting if they're only restricted to that one ladder. So they may have to actually wrestle each other. I would love the spot where like Cameron Grimes climbs up, takes it down, and they're like, oh, no, you used a black ladder. No, 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 that's not right. You've got to go get the golden ladder. Or maybe they actually go like old school with this, and that's the only ladder in the match. That, I would be okay with that, because we've, we've kind of been conditioned to like in any ladder match, whether it's singles or tag, to see like five or six ladders used. It's a singles match. Why do we why do we need so many ladders? Maybe just have the one. Because we're gonna break them, Mike. We're gonna jump off them. Uh, yeah, I guess. things. Well, if you yeah. remember the first ladder match that I recall in WWF, it was Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and I think that was the first ladder match ever, to my recollection. Well, but they only it, had one ladder, right? At that at, point, they, were, they didn't think about having so many other ladders. It was technically the first ladder match. They okay. actually they actually had one before then, but I, I don't yeah. know. But I think that's an but, interesting way. But yeah, they only used the one ladder. And that was the way it was for a while. They, uh, like the, the Rock and Triple H only had one ladder in the match. And like, I mean, it would just be different, even, even though it's been done before, it would still seem different because... Again, you got these two guys that are not very big, mind you, that don't really need to have all like seven ladders in one match. It's it's two guys, and they don't even really need to be having a ladder match, like we said. So, just have the one ladder. Yeah, Callum, you're the tiebreaker. Who are you going for? I'm not going to go for uh, the the wild card pick. <laughs> um. I mean, I think I think with LA Knight, I, same, same sort of opinion as Mike. Really, he's got that EC3 vibe with me to where he he'll probably go and join Raw and SmackDown, uh, um, and then not do really do a lot, um, which obviously is a pity. Um, I'm going to say Grimes wins. I feel that the million dollar title will suit him more, and I'm not really sure if it will be a title that will be you know defended on NXT because they've already got. A couple, and, and the fact that they can't even get the the woman's tag or the cruiserweight title on this takeover shows that they don't actually need another title on the show. Um, younger, so say Grimes wins, so I agree with Mike. Yeah, I agree about the. the it's basically going to be a prop. It's not going to be. Yeah. Intended. Yeah, and it's better. It's better for for Grimes with the vignettes that he's been doing in the past few months. Anyway. Yep. Because I don't, I don't understand the end game with it. Because I don't see the million dollar championship as being a championship that 
has a long lineage and is defended show after show and people it's go and chase for it. It's only had four champions total. Yeah. It was never really defended. Yeah. So. Exactly. It's history is is more like a vanity object for the Ted DiBiase's character, right? Because yeah. originally, yeah. remember, for those listeners out there who may not be familiar with the Million Dollar Man, he, in storyline, uh, um, in the storyline, he tried to buy the WWF championship from Andre the Giant. That was declared illegal by WWE brass. So he went out, spent a million dollars, quote unquote, to make his own championship. And it was just like, yeah, yeah I'll like defend it when I feel like it. And then it was actually abandoned after he and IRS won the tag team titles back in like 1992. And it was only yep. resurrected after Stone Cold Steve Austin was signed to WWF and was the ringmaster. Therefore, he needed something to make him look like the master of the ring. So Ted DiBiase gifted him the million-dollar title. And then after Austin became Stone Cold, the title was abandoned. And then brought back, and then brought back again. <laughs> by when Ted DiBiase Jr. started wrestling, but that lasted like a hot coffee and then was gone again until... Just now. Until now. Until now. Yeah. yeah. It's a strange it's, one. It's it's a strange a, one. I don't know. So it's basically a title that means nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it'll suit the gimmick up until a point and then it'll disappear at some point. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Match number three. Um, this is where we get into the, I suppose, actual championship matches. Um, this yeah. is a winner-takes-all six-man tag team match for the North American Championship and the NXT Tag Team Championship. So this is the current North American champion, Bronson Reed, and the current tag team champions, MSK, facing off against Legado Del Fantasma, so Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul Mendoza. Um, before I go to somebody for the predictions, I thought this was a completely different match at first because I woke up and I saw, oh, NXT are doing a all-champions winner-take-all match. And in my head, I was trying to think, so does, does that mean Bronson Reed's going for the Cruiserweight title? How does that work? And then I read what <laughs> it was actually going to be, and I thought, all right, okay, that makes a bit more sense. Um, so, Mike, who are you thinking for this one? Uh, I, I don't like this stipulation. I, I'm not really a fan of these winner-take-all, like, two titles on the line thing, because, like, oh, if Bronson Reed gets pinned by Joaquin Wilde, then uh, it, it's just it's so annoying. And I, um, I don't know. I I hope that uh, uh, I I mean it should be a great match, um, and I think the champions are going to retain. Um, I just it it the thing that bothers me about it is that. Um, Santos Escobar didn't do anything to get this title shot except beat up the champion. And um, Joaquin Wilde and uh, Raul Mendoza just lost a tag title opportunity. So it's mm. like, why even have this match? And we all know that after this match happens, when whoever wins, Santos Escobar is just going to get a singles match for the title <laughs> down the line. So that's why I think that the champions are going to retain. Um, I don't think Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde are the team they want to beat MSK for sure. 
And yeah, Santos Escobar will probably win the title down the line in a singles match that he did not earn. Fair enough. Alan, what do you think? So my only problem with winner-take-all matches is that I think both participants should have a championship on the line, like the way Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, or most more recently, Adam Cole versus Keith Lee, winner-takes-all. Those are the only ones that make sense in my mind. Um, this match is only setting up for future, yes, yeah, Santos going after the North American Championship in a one-on-one match with Bronson. And um, MSK probably defending against Legato again uh, for the, with the tag team titles. Um, I will obviously my prediction will is also Bronson and MSK uh, coming up on top because I think it's only to set up a future separate matches for both the titles. It's only confusing to me because like the winner take all. So does that mean if let's say somehow Legato wins this match? Do the does the Freebird rule apply on the NXT tag team titles? Is Santos gonna be sharing the uh, tag title with uh, with his teammates? I don't, I don't think know? so because he would be North American champ. So well, it doesn't matter. I mean, Adam Cole once was a dual champion for like a hot minute during a during a takeover or the finals for a, a Dusty Cup a years so ago. That, that was because of an injury. Well, doesn't matter. It's like, you know, the way WWE <laughs> booking is now, they could do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, but yeah, true. I'm just predicting that Bronson and MSK will win this. Um, do I think Legato will be the ones to take the titles off MSK? I don't think so. I mean, they're doing this, What they won't call it a Texas Tornado tag match next week on NXT with uh, uh, Thatcher and Tommaso and uh, Grizzled Young Veterans. Because I think it's either one of those two teams that might do it. Most likely GYV, but at this point, you know, it's not that's it's not going to be legato in my opinion. Uh, every time we say GYV is going to win, they end up losing. So. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. stop saying <laughs> that. Carl, <laughs> uh, who are you picking? I'm quite good at picking GYV to lose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is the the only issue, and as much as I'm looking forward to the main event, this is the only problem by having. Uh, a five-man match main eventing the show is that it it kind of s- stops any one of them challenging for the North American title and kind of pulls everyone in the, the mid-card together to have a, a tag title match and a North American title match at the same time. And I don't know if Adam is going to mention this, but this this is the match, that, if they wanted a ladder match, this is the match that they should have the ladder stipulation added to it. Um, you know, MSK and Bronson have only been there there as champions for a few months now. I mean, Bronson only won it a few weeks ago against Gargano in the in the steel cage, and what well, MSK won it at Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. There's been so many matches, um, so that those those three are going to retain. Um, and I actually think Santos and the other two maybe go to Raw or SmackDown. You know, you've mentioned I think off air that the the limited amount of superstars on SmackDown. Um, considering how many people have been released in the past few months. Um, I think those three could go to SmackDown and kind of fill out that roster for, for a bit. Um, so I'm going to take Bronson and MSK. And then I think, like Mike said, um, we're going to have like the, the Texas Tornado winners, hopefully t- um, Champer and Thatcher, go up against MSK around TakeOver SummerSlam time. Yeah. Um. 
this this was the one that I do think should have ladders because if I go full kind of fantasy booking head on, I like the idea of having the tag title swinging from one thing, the North American title swinging from another thing, and it being whoever gets them first wins that title. So you yeah. could mix things up a bit and you could have like, let's say MSK get, get the tag titles first and they're all like, right, the North American ones that's left, you end up with Joaquin Wilde as North American champion because he happens to pull it down. And I just think it throws something a little bit more interesting in the mix. I totally agree with what Alan was saying in that if it's winner take all, it should be that one or one kind of combination on the teams both have a title to defend. I think this would be much more interesting if, for example, um, Legado of Wild and Mendoza were tag champs. I think that would add so much more to it. Um, but for whatever reason, we're not at that point and we've not got that. If I'm honest, kind of similar to what Callum was saying, I like the, ma- the main event on paper, and we'll get to this when we get to this, looks fantastic. And I think it is just going to be that classic, excuse my language, clusterfuck of a match that you get with NXT every now and again. Um, but I think I would have much preferred Bronson Reed to face somebody else, whether it was Gargano again, whether it was maybe Pete Dunne, and us have a traditional kind of four corners elimination style tag match for the tag titles and throw GYV in there and throw Champer and Thatcher in there because I think that makes more sense. Um, but this is what we've got. This is what we're going to go with. And I think to me, it's so straightforward. This is Reed and MSK because it's too soon. It is too soon in the rivalry and in the reigns of them as champions for them to drop the titles at this point. And I think if they'd been feuding for a while now, and for whatever reason, they just kept crossing paths. So maybe Reed was feuding with Santos and obviously he'd cross paths with the other two. MSK were feuding with the other two and then Santos would get involved. It would make more sense to this be a payoff match, but that's not where we are. Um, so I think this is, is easily Reed and MSK. I think it's probably, maybe aside from the first match that we've spoken about with Mercedes and Zaylee, one of the most straightforward ones. Um, okay, right. Let's call it our co-main event. Why not? Women's Championship match. Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi. Not Shotzi. I've just read Shotzi's name. It's not Shotzi. <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Um, Shotzi's in Ember's corner. Dakota's in Raquel's corner. Um, Alan, who have you got? Well, at this point, are we even sure Shotzi is medically cleared to return? So is, this, so is Shotzi the one that's injured then? Yeah, she, they, was, she got power bombed onto the like the guard, not the guardrail, the fence around the the ring in a few, match a few weeks ago by Raquel. She like Raquel basically destroyed her after no. she and Dakota won the tag team match. Which this is why this is setting up a match with Amber Moon. So I so but at this point Raquel is still a steamroller in in 2021. I don't I don't envision her losing anytime soon. Her pinning a former NXT cha- women's champion is just going to build her street cred. Um, you know, there are obviously other challengers on the horizon. You know, I think we brought up Kaylee Ray possibly coming over. You know, Zia Lee is being built up in slowly. You know, EO is still lurking around. We saw, if you, if you guys if you guys didn't see the NXT just past week, uh, they did a little backstage when the EO and Raquel passed each other after EO and Poppy did their segment and uh, Raquel was coming out. Um, yeah, and even like, uh, geez, I don't know who else is on the horizon, but but yeah, Raquel is still gonna be dominating this 
women's division for a good chunk of this year. So I'm predicting her walking away with a win. It's been some odd booking where a couple of weeks ago we were thinking that Raquel may have been slowly going towards like a babyface sort of role where she was showing respect to people like Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and even I think Io Shirai um, around that time. And then a few weeks later, she's gone back to being the heel in the storyline. Um, I mean, we forgot to mention Dakota Kai as a possible opponent for Raquel in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know, you know, injuries, but what's happening with Tegan Knox? Um, she seems to have, um, for lack of a better word, resurfaced. There's a lot of stuff I've found on Twitter this morning about Mark Andrews has said that she's amazing and she's outstanding and Tegan saying that when she's back, she's going to be better than ever. So there's a little yeah. bit of rumbling, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Kaylee Ray as well. I, I have a bit of a concern that she could go down a similar route as Tony Storm where she arrives on NXT and then loses that match to Raquel Gonzalez and kind of then fades off into the background for a bit. And, you know, I guess that's one problem with NXT is that they've got a lot of female members on the roster and only usually there's only that one match on a takeover. I mean, thankfully this time there's two. But, I mean, there's still only four people going to be featured on this card. And there's a whole lot of, of talent who aren't really going to waste, but they're not getting a regular airtime on the show. Um, and I've put in the, in the predictions how, how much I'm happy to see Ember back on NXT because, you know, she was just being wasted on Raw and SmackDown. But, um, you know, establish herself as, as the main star on the brand. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Raquel and, yeah, move on. Fair enough. Uh, Mike, who are you saying? Yeah, it, it's going to be Raquel. Um, I think this is going to be a great match. I mean, Ember, Ember normally has good matches regardless, but she seems to have good matches with, with bigger opponents. Like, she even was able to get good matches at Anaya Jax, which is hard. Um, but, uh, yeah, I it, it's very obvious that Raquel is, is going to retain. I Like Callum was saying, like, uh, for a while, it was like, oh, um, Raquel's a face as a singles, but a heel as a tag team. And then out of nowhere, she's just she's just a heel again after like her her feud with Mercedes was her really being a face like the entire time. And it just didn't make much sense to me that she's just all of a sudden a heel again. Um, so yeah, it it, it it's gonna be a good match. I. There's a lot there, like you guys were all saying. There, there's a lot of women that are that are around for Raquel to face. Uh, you know, Zoe Starks is still around. Uh, I could see Tony Storm getting another shot down the line. You know, we we don't know what's going on with Kaylee Ray. I'm sure she's going to be on NXT at some point. Um, you know, there there's a lot there's a lot of people that she could challenge before the inevitable rematch with Io. Um, because that's going to happen. I think we are pretty sure about that. Um, and yeah, like the, the eventual turn with Dakota, which will inevitably get rid of another tag team. Um, so yeah, Raquel's gonna win. It, it should be a great match, and 
see where where she goes from there. And uh, yeah, Shotzi, they aren't really clarifying whether her injury is real or if it's storyline. Um, I've heard reports that they can't that nobody can confirm whether it's real or storyline. So um, yeah, she'll probably if she's not really hurt, she'll probably show up during this match. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I, I just I just feel the way the, the Raquel booking so far has been a little bit confusing, but I'm willing to give it uh, some time because I know they're building towards a split with Dakota. But yeah, I, I, you're right, uh, Callum, I think Dakota would be a future challenger for the women's title. It's just that I think they want to give them another shot at the tag team titles before they do that and probably and they will end up losing that match too so just kind of build up this resentment dakota has not having a championship of her own alongside her friend and um yeah it's confusing with the booking of raquel it's either she's either a baby face or she's either a heel um there was a backstage interview they did talking about mercedes martinez and it was raquel giving mercedes her respect whereas dakota would have said she would have kicked her head off uh, quote unquote mm-hmm. Now that was before ever rise the comedy act came mm. in and tried to talk smack to them before Raquel knocked out one of them to the ground. I was like, you know, and then they started laughing. So it's it's weird there. I know in, in real life terms, I think we would understand that friends can disagree on certain topics. I don't think anyone would um, find that odd. It's just that in terms of a wrestling storyline, you're like, am I supposed to cheer or 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 boo this person, right? And we don't know yet because, you know, we're, we're still working with a um, simulated crowd in NXT, right? So that's just my two cents on that. Well, I, I read this morning that there's apparently going to be 300 fans at TakeOver. Oh. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be the it's going to be the biggest crowd since the pandemic. Like, is this, is this we're still in the CWC, right? It's still the yes. same setup right now. Yes, and they're, and they're going to be staying there till SummerSlam and uh, so SummerSlam if they have a takeover SummerSlam week it's not going to be in Vegas uh, the takeover is, is still going to be in uh, I'd be in, I'd be interested to see what happens after SummerSlam because I actually decided to listen to one of Triple H's press calls where he does to the media and uh, on on Fightful.com. Yeah, he was asked, uh, "You guys gonna go back to Full Sail?" And Triple H was like, "Yeah, we still have a great relationship with Full Sail University, and you know, we always catered to that. You've, you know, all this political." jargon and whatever and he gives you know, nothing in those things anymore. no no it's just like even i mean even at one point he said that hey we, we i think we have the best women's wrestling here in nxt and if it's like and if there's women out there they probably want to be here i'm like come on dude you can't that's <laughs> just like you know but yeah i don't know i i think yeah just back to my point like raquel her character it's like i want to cheer for her based on the way they she's been built up and kind of dominating like she doesn't have a lot of fancy moves it's just like strictly power moves but it's like well kevin that worked out for diesel and kevin nash to a two for a few years but you know it's it's kind of the same thing so we'll just have to see what happens when uh when we get more people out there she's certainly a lot more athletic than diesel yes (laughs) (laughs) i think we can agree on that yeah i'm i'm going raquel too um i think it's quite an obvious one and i think the just to jump on Mike's point about 
um, if we get a takeover during SummerSlam week. I'm assuming we are going to. There's, um, and it, go on, Carl. There's talk of them doing a SummerSlam, and I've probably got the date completely wrong, but the Sunday after the SummerSlam. So yeah, SummerSlam okay. is yes. going to be on the Saturday. Yeah, SummerSlam Saturday. Take yes, uh, SummerSlam oh, is okay. SummerSlam is on my birthday. Nice. Oh no! Okay. What a terrible um, birthday present that could be. <laughs> I actually, fun. I actually went. Show. I actually went to SummerSlam on my birthday in 2016. Oh, nice! So you saw Cena. Yep. He saw John Stewart. Is what he saw. No, yeah, that was the, the that was the year before. But was I actually that the year went, before. That oh, was the Adam. year before. That was the Come year on, before, man. and I I went to that too. <laughs> so you did see John Stewart. Yeah. I feel better about that now. What a stupid mistake I just made. I've been it's, rolled it's, under a hedge, people. That, it feels that's like. Can you, next week's can you explain quiz. that as a as like a New York guy? Like I know Stewart is like from a Jersey. Uh, well, the storyline like, the storyline was after that. John Stewart is a is a Ric Flair fan, and he didn't want to oh, see. Oh right, right, right. That was it. <laughs> he didn't want he didn't want to see John Cena become a sixteen time world that, champion because no, that, because he funny. loves Ric Flair so much. But it, that but just it sounds ha- stupid now that you think about it. But it happened eventually. So. I was gonna say, I'm sorry. he should have turned up at Royal Rumble 2017 if he didn't like Cena at, at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like Flair, but I don't like him enough to get a point to San Antonio. It's fine, don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. Um yeah, it's Raquel. And and my point was, um, I think that if we're getting any match at that SummerSlam takeover, it would be Raquel EO two. Um, so I think that's probably what we're gonna go to. And then it wouldn't surprise me if for the draft, which is happening after SummerSlam, they go, oh, we're going to be nice. We're going to include these NXT people in our in our draft. And that's when EO goes up or to the side or whatever it is that you want to call it. Yeah. Also, um, I just wanted to add, I think that once they do like bring Kaylee Ray over, I think they're going to save that match for like a big show. Like Kaylee cause... EO or Kaylee Raquel? No, Kaylee Raquel. Right. Yeah. For like a mania uh, takeover. Because, I mean, they, they're... they're playing up on social media that she was 600 almost 650 days as champion which is ridiculous since there's really nobody for her to face over there anyway i was nxt uk women's champion for the period of time that nxt uk didn't happen as were all of you so it's fine i mean nobody can say otherwise that's the problem with that brand is that there's nobody for anybody to face so that's why Walter Walter is the champion for almost seven hundred days at this point. The San Martino reign, or according to Bree Zango, like the the champion the champion of Germany for nine years. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, I love that it was, when they do that. That was funny. Right, Fabio was Oh, it was like when we did the draft episode. I, for, for the life of me, I could not remember Marcel Bartel's name. I was like, what's he called? I nearly called him Marcus. And I like him as well. And, you know, anyway. Mar- Marcus Louis. Marcus Louis. Um, okay. We're going to get into the main event then. And like I've already said, on paper, and when I saw the graphic for this one morning, as I woke up and got ready to work, I thought, holy hell, like this is going to be good. But if anything, it's going to be overbooked within an inch of his life. Um, of so this is Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship versus Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. Um, where do we even begin? Well, Callum, you, the... you can kick us off. Go on. Okay. Thanks. 
Um, I wouldn't have been against this being like a championship scramble match. Yes. Bring back the scramble. Yeah. How many you know, times have we said this on these podcasts? Exactly. You know, Brian Kendrick would have done like a run-in and become the NXT champion for about two seconds. He was, um, he was WWE champion for five minutes. I know. <laughs> so, so sad. He had a better title reign than Jinder Mahal, though. <laughs> but, I mean, can you imagine the majority of like the fans on the internet when Pete done his interim NXT champion for like four minutes and they're like, come on, Pete, keep it. Exactly. It's coming home. So, yeah. sorry, can you explain the concept of a championship scramble? I don't think Come so. on, Alan, where have you been? Ba- basically, wow. what it is is there's uh, a, like five or six people in a match, and there's a time limit, usually okay. 20 minutes or a half oh, hour. Oh, okay, okay. And the, you pin somebody, but the time limit is still going. So you're technically the right. interim champion. Okay, I get it. So, <laughs> so that's why Brian Kendrick is not acknowledged as a champion because they had one of those in like 2010 and he, and he pinned somebody and only held it for like five minutes and then lost it again. I think triple H. I get get that. Oh, I get that concept. Okay. And as well. And I forgot about this kind of add addition to the stipulation because I watched one of them back recently. Only two people start the match and after five minutes, somebody else joins. Yeah. I think think there was, there was one, one year where I think Jericho had had a match against Michael's, Yep. earlier on on the card and then Jericho got himself into the scramble match right at the end and what pinned me like Rey Mysterio or Kane mm. and yeah. like it was like with like a second to go and he became champion yep. in that time yeah. um, um, but you know talk about something that we'll, we'll talk about NXT TakeOver again instead of the great Brian Kendrick <laughs> um, hey he's helping over there yeah excellent um, what a segue great segue <laughs> <laughs> by now, by now, I think everyone knows that I usually pick Johnny Gargano on these takeover predictions, except the time when he actually won against Kushida. So in in the two takeover predictions that we've done, I've picked Gargano once and he won, and then decided against him and he and he also won. Um, I'm going to go for Gargano again. You know, it's worked for me once. What? (laughs) It's mind-blowing to think that he only held the title for two months. You know, when you think that he's been on the NXT roster and been pretty consistent as well for the last five, six years, and that build that was leading him, leading up to him becoming NXT champion a few years ago um, was kind of like a two- or three-year build, I felt, to him winning that title, and then he only held it for two months. Um, I'm not... Carrying Cross's biggest fan. I don't really think he suits NXT. And I think if, if I had to pick anyone other than Gargano, I'd pick Carrying Cross. And I think we'll talk about something later. But I'm going to go for Gargano for the win. The way. Okay. Uh, the way. Um, Alan, are you thinking? Well, I think the way this match was set up, um, I've heard it was like, lazy booking in, in one one so in one line I've heard. But I think based on the roster that they have, there was not a lot to I think this is there was not a lot to choose as for carrying across his next one on one opponent yet. I think this match will help establish going forward in the next few months who his one on one challengers will be. I, I so I think Karrion Cross will win this. My only question is who's he gonna pin to establish the next feud going forward. And I think Mike brought this up before. Uh, a good chunk of these guys haven't had exactly had a winning streak lately. So it's 
All not of them. Cre- not, yeah, not credible that they would be put in a one-on-one situation right now. All of them. Yeah, stack Adam em. Cole stack hasn't. Em, stack them. Stack them. Yeah, Adam Cole hasn't won a match in 2021, as I believe. Kyle O'Reilly has won a match, but because it's unsanctioned, it doesn't count. But we all know it counts. And Johnny Gargano just lost the North American title. And Pete Dunne is, with all due respect to the United Kingdom fan base, a lot of talk lately. I, I loved Pete Dunne in the early going, but lately he's been just a lot of this and barking and a lot less biting. So um, uh, I did laugh at his promo on, on Tuesday. Like, just if he gets called up to the main roster, and, you know, being English, I could probably get away with saying this. He, he is going to be that stereotypical English person with the, with the, the Birmingham accent, the Brummie accent. <sighs> and it's just going to be so difficult to watch someone just come yeah, into the ring if, and talk if like Pete that. ever gets called up the raw Vince is going to dress him like the Birmingham working class guy at the docks like Seamus is and he's yeah. going to wear a stupid hat I think they tried to do that with Ridge Holland but you know uh, yeah so I still I'm going to still pick Karrion at this point um, I because you know there's not a lot of big guys that are in NXT right now so they've got a good opportunity to sort of build the next big guy right now I mean, they don't have a. I mean, all the big guys that came from NXT have just been kind of shelved lately. You know, Keith Lee. I, I'm not sure what his situation is right now, but uh, he said it was just a private matter. So I respect him going through whatever he's doing. Damian Priest apparently loves NXT so much. He's he came back this week, even though he was just doing live tweets or whatever. Um, but yeah, like Cross, all of all the male roster right now in NXT, he's the only sort of big gun they have going forward so you know uh, yeah I mean I don't see any of these guys beating him in a five way scramble match like this so I mean my only question again is who is he going to pin to retain it's bound to be done Mike who's he going to pin uh, I've been I've been chomping at the bit to talk all about of this them match. All of them. <laughs> yes, he's going to paint all of them, just like Roman at Mania. Uh, I wonder how logistically that will work. It's just like, who's, whose butt is going to be in whose face? This and like, one? And then no, this um, one? No, I'm actually not picking Carrie Cross. Um, so just to just to talk about the build here a little bit, hated it uh, because they had a fatal four-way between everybody except Adam Cole at, for the number one content. I mean, uh, a triple threat, sorry, uh, with everybody except Adam Cole. And then Adam Cole just comes in and beats everybody up. Even though it's a no DQ match, they throw the match away. And they said, oh, just give everybody a title shot. And Adam Cole's like, well, I want a title shot too because I just beat all your contenders. He didn't beat them. He just beat them up. <laughs> and then, so then you have five, you have four challengers that did not earn it, who have not earned anything in over a month. <laughs> and of course, this is classic WWE booking, but Karrion Cross is inevitable. For Raw, I think they are, and I think it's going to happen when fans are back. And 
a lot of people are like, oh, they'll wait until SummerSlam weekend, they'll wait till the draft, and blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to happen now. But he's not going to get pinned. They're going to they're gonna keep him, you know, keep him safe. They're, they're not going to pin him. Oh, Pete, Pete Dunn's going to get pinned. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Gargano is a good is a good shout, but I think it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, even though it would be cool to see Johnny Gargano as a champ, as the heel, um, the annoying heel that he is, even though I still still really love him. Um, I think it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly, and I think they're going to use that to continue the Kyle O'Reilly-Adam Cole feud. Because um, we know that isn't over. Um, it, looks, it doesn't look as intimidating now with the Kyle O'Reilly-Adam Cole feud since Kyle beat him at Stand and Deliver. And then you see that scene when they're, but, both, when they're both being wheeled into the hospital and Adam is strapped down completely messed up and he's still shouting death threats at Kyle O'Reilly. It does not but, look... But as incredible. you mentioned, but as you mentioned, Alan, that yeah. match didn't count. Yeah, well, I said it <laughs> didn't count, but we know it counts. And now you're saying if Kyle, that Kyle will win, so he will become the NXT champion. And so you've got Adam chomping at the bit again. He's like, I'm still the greatest NXT champion ever. Exactly. Like, dude. Exactly. Uh, I'm the one holding the title. <laughs> exactly. And that's <laughs> and that's how they will build the feud up. Because it, now again, it's very possible that Johnny Gargano wins. And that would be fine. It's definitely not going to be Pete Dunne. We all know that. <laughs> I don't know. I, at this point, Johnny Gargano is more entertaining to me as part of this way group. That like I don't don't think he needs a title to keep pushing. The yeah, I, I mean he doesn't need to be on NXT anymore, but that's yeah. that's you know whatever he wants. Well, the to issue there, with so. that is that arguably the other, maybe not three, but Indy and Austin do need to be on NXT. Yes, and I think uh, as as well, especially with, with Gargano, is that if he joined Raw or SmackDown, he might be back in NXT sooner than you think. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if we in the future, obviously, we're going to talk about possible call ups, but I don't know if Johnny Gargano would be one of them. Carrying Cross is definitely going to be one of them, and I think it's going to happen before the draft. And that's why he is not going to retain, but he will not get pinned. And I'm sticking with my pick of Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Um, I originally put Carrying Cross, and then I kind of thought about it for a little bit. Um, so I'm not going Carrying Cross. And I think the reason for that is because a match like this, to me, goes one of two ways. It is either pure fodder just to make us believe in somebody being the absolute badass final boss, and that would then mean carrying crosswinds, or it's for one of the other people to win the championship without the champion looking, quote-unquote, weak. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to agree with Mike. I think this is Kyle O'Reilly's win. And I think this is where Kyle finally wins the NXT title. Because like you've all said, Karrion Cross isn't NXT. Karrion Cross should be on Raw or SmackDown. Um, and I think out of the lot of them, like Adam Cole's been champion. He was the longest reigning. We've been there. We've done that. We don't need it again. Johnny Gargano, I wouldn't say we need it again. And Pete Dunne, I think he needs a lengthy reign 
as North American champion under his belt first before he becomes NXT champion. And I think the natural fit now is to build the show around somebody who probably, if I'm honest, surprised people with his match against Finn Balor, and that's Kyle O'Reilly. Now, there have been rumblings on the internet, as there always are, which I'm sure some of you guys would want to mention anyway, that one of two things, one, that Samoa Joe is going back to NXT and may possibly appear at the end of this match and may even cost carrying across the championship or even just be a kind of standing sort of open challenger for the next time. The other one that I've kind of read, um, and admittedly it kind of died down a little bit, so I don't know any truth in it, is that this is where we get Demon Finbauer back and he comes out and he costs Karrion Cross because he knows that he can't beat Cross as Finn Balor. He needs the Demon back. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I actually don't know if the Demon is coming back in NXT. I, I think I think Finn is done in NXT. Um, I, I think, can see that, actually. I, yeah. think, I think Finn thought he was going to come back for, like, a cup of coffee. And then, you know, obviously carrying got hurt so they put the belt on him he was supposed to have that walter match that never happened that should still happen i want to see that match but um yeah so i i don't even know if they even really wanted to put the belt on him originally it just kind of went that way because carrying got hurt and then yeah i so i don't know if to me i think he's probably done you know next and they need to build him back up to the way he was when he first went to Raw and SmackDown when he won, was the first Universal Champion and do something with him. Because uh, it's just, I mean, come on. It's Finn Balor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regarding the Samoa Joe rumor, um, just read something just now. Uh, if we remember, Samoa Joe debuted on the main roster as Triple H's hired gun to protect him from Seth Rollins. So the way we've seen Karrion Cross kind of bully William Regal on NXT lately, basically saying Regal had no control as a general manager anymore, maybe Regal needs an enforcer to help him out a bit, to bring back some order around there. And if you tell me Samoa Joe has got that on his resume, then maybe, I mean, again, like what I said with Aleister Black, this may be a way to like, put some good graces back after these controversial firings that they did earlier this year and just recently. Uh, regarding Demon Finn Balor, um, I don't know. When Mike started talking about it, I'm, I was like, I'm not that really excited about that. Even though it would be cool to see something like that because I haven't seen Demon Finn Balor used properly for a long time. Um, I mean, he hasn't been used in a long time, so maybe it's a it's good been like, time. It's been like three years. Yeah, so maybe this is the time to bring it back, but I'm wondering if it's if it's if it has more of an impact in NXT or back on the main roster in some other capacity, you know. But I'm like, after the way the fiend has been booked, I think I am not as enthused about these sort of supernatural gimmicks lately. Karen Cross yeah. has a bit of that, but it's not overly over the top. Well, except when Scarlet, except when Scarlet paints the words TikTok on her face. That's well, that was gonna, I was what I was going to add is like I feel like the supernatural part of Carrying Cross is more on the Scarlet side. Um, Carrying Cross is just a better fit for 
Raw or SmackDown. It just doesn't when he his act, whatever, whatever that is, because I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. Does not work in NXT. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go I mean, I, I thought you were gonna mention Roderick Strong, to be honest, Adam. Oh, don't tease me like that. Uh, well, he, I mean, he is talked about is, a final boss. <laughs> you know, we kind of we all forgot about him, but he is due back. He didn't actually. No, nobody's leave. nobody's forgot about him. I, I mean, and then the him. other name is uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, oh. I mean, talking about Finn Balor, I think Balor Balor's time in NXT has come to an end. Yeah, because you know, as both as all of you have said, you know, he lost that match to Cross a few weeks ago, and that was kind of. I guess the closing of, of that, that chapter and, you know, the cross Balor matches were okay, but I don't think I need to see another one. And, you know, all, all Balor is, it's just a, oh, sorry, all, all demon Balor is, is someone dressed up in paint. There's not a great deal of difference in the moveset mannerisms. Yes. Slightly different, but what well, if we get cross versus demon Balor is demon Balor going to win and become NXT champion. And we're kind of back to back to square one. With, with Balor as champion again, and then you kind of like think of well, what happens with Cross. Well, I feel like if it were to happen, Karrion wouldn't be the champion. It would kind of just be a way for it would be mm. it would be this it would be the send off match for Karrion. Yeah. Cross. Okay. It, it would be the Karrion Cross send off match, but and then but then you still have Finn Balor on NXT. So I feel like I just feel like he doesn't need to be there anymore. No. Um, no. But also the Daniel Bryan to NXT shout would be amazing. And I would I mean, love, that, I would love for that to happen. That's why I'm almost thinking: if, if Balor is away from NXT, Balor's been that, that that established name on the roster for the best part of two years. So if we have either Brian go to NXT or even Samoa Joe returning, you'll still have that established name. That's kind of, you know, Brian kind of hasn't, but you've got that the the lineage with NXT with Samoa Joe. And you know, actually, you know, when you think that what about 10, 10 11 years ago. It was the debut of the Nexus, so you could have Brian show up on NXT. I mean, Daniel Bryan is just made for NXT. Just like he would just have amazing matches with every single person there. Yeah, except Kona Reeves. It's kind of Reeves still there. Yes, he yeah. is. Surprisingly, no wow. offense to him, but yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought I'd just give a little bit of trivia, which I oh. hope is right because I've not I've not fact checked it. So I could be completely wrong. Could be anything then, couldn't it, Cal? Let's go. It could, it could be John Stewart appearing at SummerSlam 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I think he actually was there. He came out with New Day. Ah, uh, so you you were right all along, Adam. Thanks, appreciate <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> when was the last time the NXT Championship was defended in a multi-man match on an NXT Takeover? Um. All right, I've got it in my head. Wasn't there a fatal four-way between Balor, Cole? But that no. was Super Tuesday. Oh, Balor, uh, Cole. I've, I've got a ma- I've got a match in my head, and I can't remember the, the event. Was it that fatal I think four-way at like our Evolution? I think it was. No, no, no. I've got in my head, and again, I might be wrong here. I've got Gargano, Champa, and Black in my head, but I think was that called off because Black, Black, Black was injured. Oh, bugger. I believe yeah, that, that's when that's when Black kind of yeah wasn't there away. like a fatal four away I think not our evolution the one before that arrival um, yeah arrival uh, it was it was uh, um, 
It was a Tyson Tyson Kidd, Sami Zayn, Tyler uh, Breeze, and Neville. And Neville. Neville. Correct. Was that it? That was it. Wow. I I firmly believe that that was the last time the the NXT title was defended in a multi-man match on a takeover. Oh, Mm. yeah. Fatal four-way. This was in 2014. September 11th. You live and learn. You do. You do. And what's happened to all four of those competitors? I'll tell you what, uh, well, it was a good match. Sammy, Sammy and Tyler are still in the company. Yeah, and Tyson's are backstage. Tyson's yeah. Backstage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back. That was that was when we expected a lot different for Tyler Breeze. Yeah. The, I tell you what, the match that he and Sami Zayn had, I think it must have been the takeover before that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, um, was fantastic. Um, because I think actually was that Fatal Four Way at the first NXT takeover. And then no, the, ac- was... the actual first NXT takeover was just called NXT takeover. Yeah, so then arrival was before it, but I think the fatal four way was on takeover, not arrival. I think. Yeah. 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 Right. Anyway, let's run down our predictions because then I've got a little game for you if you're interested, um, and we'll see how far this goes. Sure. Right. So joint predictions: uh, Zion Lee is defeating Mercedes Martinez. Cameron Grimes is becoming the new million dollar champion. I'm taking it to the moon. Taking it to the moon. Um, only on that golden ladder, though. Ah. Bronson Reed and MSK uh, win this take all and retain their titles. Raquel Gonzalez is retaining her women's championship. And Kyle O'Reilly is becoming the NXT champion from the group predictions. Right. So I've got a bit of a game for you now. Callum may or may not remember this. I mentioned this to him last time we did a podcast. Um, so I bought a game called Cinephile. Now, this isn't the game that you're going to do, okay? Um, don't worry. So, as you know, I do a film podcast. So the point of Cinephile is that it gives you two actors and you need to do the kind of Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation and make your way from one actor to another through films. So what I decided to do, what I thought might be interesting for us to do, is I ordered blank playing cards and I wrote down 100 wrestlers' names and the game is, I'm going to pull two wrestlers and you have to get from one wrestler to the other through matches. Now, what I mean by that is, for example, I've pulled Sheamus and Samoa Joe. So this is just the example one that I'm going to do, right? If they faced each other at a live event in Kentucky in November of 2012, that doesn't count unless you can give me the exact date. It has to be like... A specific thing so you can't just say oh they faced each other on a random raw you have to remember everything about it so the way that i would go from sheamus to samoa joe or the other way around is sheamus versus john cena at tlc 2009 john cena versus brock lesnar at backlash 2003 brock lesnar versus samoa joe at great balls of fire 2017 so that's how i've gone from sheamus to samoa joe so what i'm going to do now is I'm going to pull the next two cards on the top and we're going to see which of you can get the either the quickest or in the least amount of matches. This could go very okay. badly wrong. So do we guess one at a time or...? Well, I might give you a couple of minutes because you might have to write things down and really kind of think about it. Well, do I need a pen and paper or um, do I write it down? We're not going to do the next two I've picked because the next two I've picked are Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. Um oh. <laughs> No, let's, uh, Ricky let's, Steamboat versus Ric Flair, done. Uh, start, oh, start, Arcade, start. No. 
There, there was a, you know, <laughs> a yeah. bunch of matches. There was a few. I don't know if you guys can now hear my Alexa, who's decided to just break itself. Yep. Can you hear it? Yep. She's just talking to herself. You finished? Thanks. Right. Next two. Next two. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, interesting. Right. So, your first wrestler is John Morrison. Okay. And you have to make your way to Kurt Angle. So, is the first one Steamboat and Flair? No, I'm ignoring Steamboat and Flair. Oh. So, Morrison and... Morrison to Kurt Angle. Okay. Uh, How are you going to get from Morrison to Kurt Angle? I'm going to try and do this as well. Um, and a blank piece of paper somewhere. Oh, hold on. I wish I knew TNA a bit more. Oh, actually, I think I'm all right, you know. This is where there's a little bit of dead air. But I so do you mind just, just going through the rules once again for, for idiots like me? I will go through the rules for everybody, Calm. Uh, <laughs> right so I would say the rules are you have to start with one wrestler and you need to think of matches where they've faced somebody and the end result needs to be that you end up in a match with the other wrestler so you're going to start off with John Morrison and you need to end up where a match contains Kurt Angle okay. so you might go John Morrison versus let's think of a name who's not going to have been in the speedball might be early right and then you go speedball Mike Bailey versus whoever versus whoever versus whoever. And you need to get to whoever versus Kurt Angle. But you need to see how many, how the how few steps you can do it in. Um, oh, see, and I'm, I trying just, to, I'm trying to work I've out what Morris had match in an Indies. I've just done it myself and I've got it in two. Can it be a multi-man match? Yeah. Got it. Are you in two? Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, what, what, which two did you write down then? So I've got John Morrison versus The Miz. Yeah. Um, do I have to pick a pay-per-view that they wrestled on? Yeah. Oh, what? That This is the difficulty to it. You've got to be very it specific. Was... It was an episode of Raw. No, 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 it was no. Like, you're like, not allowed to like do the, that. It's like the Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano match. It, it happened some <laughs> point in 2020. No. Oh, right. I'll, try, I'll go back to the drawing board. Yeah. So I, I've definitely done it in two. Because I think with some of them, there's just one wrestler that you know like, is going to have faced everybody. Okay, I might have another one. Go on. Alan, Mike, have you got anything? Um, uh, just, finish, just finishing up right now. Okay. I've got um, John Morrison versus The Miz and John Cena in a steel cage match. At which pay-per-view? At the pay-per-view where John Cena announced that Osama Bin Laden had died. <laughs> so that was... <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good memory. <laughs> I think that it was Extreme Rules. Yeah. Right. So Cena had lost, it was Extreme Rules 2011. Yeah. And then John Cena versus Kurt Angle. Uh, oh, 
This is this is the exact two that I've written down. I'm waiting oh. for your pay-per-view event. <laughs> Kurt Angle, he wrestled him in a submissions match because this was on your quiz about John Cena two weeks ago. Yes, well, that's when John Cena debuted the STFU at No Mercy, 2003. No, oh. actually, to be fair, they did. Have, did they have a match at No Mercy 2003? They might have done, you know. I got one. Go on. Uh, Jeff Hart, uh, John Morrison versus Jeff Hardy at Revolution 2007. Yeah. New Year's Revolution 2007. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Kurt Angle, Victory Road 2012. Good oh. shout. Well done. My John Cena Kurt Angle match was Unforgiven 2005. Rats. They might have actually faced each other in No Mercy 2003. No Mercy 2003? Lesnar faced Undertaker in a biker chain match. Uh, I've got a three. I've got three picks here. Oh, go on. Uh, John Morrison versus Sheamus at a ladder match in TLC 2010. For yeah, I said 2009. Contract, contract that was hanging above the ceiling for a number one contender spot. Sheamus versus Corbin. Uh, that was on a SmackDown in August of 2020. And then, of course, Corbin versus Angle at WrestleMania 35 and Cor- at Kurt Angle's retirement match. I mean, I'd like you to be more specific about the SmackDown. In you're going to have to put the date in there. You've got to get the date in August, there. August 7th, 2020. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Google helped a little bit, I think, then. Whilst it wasn't a submission match, Kurt Angle defeated John Cena by submission at No, at no Mercy 2003. There we go. He's in. There you go. He's in. Cat in. <laughs> well, I thought that that'd be something we could do at the end of some, you know. I was going to say, I'm happy to continue. Yeah. You want to keep going? Should I pull another one? There we go. There if, we if go. That's there okay with Alan Mike. Yeah, sure. Let's do one more. We've got another podcast to record after this. I'm going to try one more. I know. That's right. We will do one more because otherwise it's going to get crazy. Jesus Christ. Right. right. (laughs) Let's see if you get this. Who's Jesus Christ going to face? (laughs) Alito. Didn't we have Let's see if you get these. Something back in the. No. Right. Matt Jackson. Oh, no. Of the Young Bucks. (laughs) To Ted DiBiase Sr. Uh, <laughs> seriously, oh boy, that, that might take a while. This, this might need some. I mean, need some help from the Google because <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I don't know much about Matt Jackson's singles career. Uh, does it have to be uh, singles? Or does well, no, 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 because you, 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 you can do a tag match. That's fine. You can use a tag uh, match. Who did? Oh, maybe I have to look that, I think if I do that, that gets me to him. Let's see. It's work. Oh. It's almost working oh. from present day to previous. Oh, the, a long the way. The only thing is, no offense to Ted. I can't think. Oh no, no, no! I'm there. I'm there. I know I'm there. Did he face? <laughs> Bless you. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Great podcast listeners. Hey. Oh, it's <laughs> echoing in this building. Right. Um. Let's see. Right, I'm I'm there. I just need help on specific dates. 
I've not even thought about dates. Specific events. How many how many matches can we have? Like as many I, as we well, it's six degrees, isn't it? So ideally degrees, you're gonna do it in degrees. six. Oh, six. You need six. Okay. I've I've done it, I think, uh, in four. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, See, I'm trying to get go all the way back because I think I think the key to it is, and there's one very specific wrestler that I keep thinking of every time I, p- I pull like two cards if I'm having a bit of a practice. Mm. If you can get them in there, and I'm not going to say who it is yet, they're quite a bit of a. Um, oh, here's a pun that might help. They're a bit of a forbidden door, in terms of like everybody that they faced <clears throat> over their career. Um, uh, okay. So. But yeah, I started. I've started with a tag match, and then I've started with. Yeah, I, I've I've ended. I should say with a singles match. Um, but I'm just going to double check if I've put the right thing. So this is where I, this is where I need to use Google, and I don't want to. Um, I mean, I've not said you can't use Google. Oh. See the thing. The thing is, Ted DiBiase had retired from wrestling before I was born, probably. Well, a ditto, I think. I don't. I'm not 100 percent on that though. Uh, I think like 1993. Oh, definitely not. Then I was. I was. I was kicking. I was around. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I was still a glint in the milkman's eye. <laughs> 94. It's probably 94 because I know in 95 that's when he became a manager and started managing like Austin and. I can't be able to think of dates. I I, I think I'm in the same. I don't need like. I don't need dates. to say like April fourth. You know, just like. Yeah, I think I've got I've got something. Okay, are you in four moves? Did you say? I'm just writing it down. So oh. Matt Jack, what a weird thing to write down. Matt Jackson and Ted DiBiase. <laughs> if it was Ted DiBiase Jr., it may be able to be done. I think that might be harder. You know. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a mania that I'm trying to find and I can't find. I know it happened, but for some reason it's just not coming up in anything, any of the research that I'm doing. I say research, any of the googling that I'm doing. Where has it gone? Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. Has anyone else got anything? Alan, Mike? right? What was the what was I, the I, I may be almost done. I'm just verifying I'm, here. I'm working on it. What was the WrestleMania that had a tournament for the championship? Four. Four. WrestleMania four. Yep. Right, because I clicked on that, but have I missed it? Oh no, no, we're good. We're good. Okay, right. I think I actually managed to pull this off. Uh, okay. I will not lie; I did have a lot of help here. Oh yeah, I, I have <laughs> okay. to. Okay, so this okay. Can, okay Mike, you, go, Mike, you want to go ahead, or do you? Want no, no, to... I'm still working on it. But I'm saying okay. So this I is this to... is this <laughs> is what I have, Adam. Um, go on. Okay, uh, Matt Jackson and his brother Nick as the Young Bucks yep. versus the Hardy Boys okay. in. A, in for the apparently for the first time at a place called Northeast Wrestling at a show called Wrestling Under the Stars Free, August <laughs> August second, twenty fourteen in Fishkill, New York. 
<laughs> that As really in, sounds like, like you're 200 people paid uh, by so and get a signed autograph. Yeah, it looks like an okay crowd. I would say 200 people might be uh, pushing it a little bit. Uh, okay, and then I have um, Jeff Hardy versus Taker on a raw on raw, a raw in Manchester, New Hampshire, in July first, twenty two thousand and two. Taker versus Hulk Hogan, Judgment Judgment yes. Day two thousand two, and then apparently Hulk Hogan versus Ted DiBiase, December seventeenth, nineteen seventy nine. Wow. Which was obviously a match that everybody was at and you were at, and you know. <laughs> oh, the wow. time machine. You ready there, Mike? Wow. No, I'm still working on it. Too, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go in with mine. Yeah. So it was at a WCPW show, which I was at in 2017. It was the World yeah. Cup qualifier England. The main event was Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Gabriel Kidd taking on the Prestige. Nice. Part of the Prestige was Joe Hendry. Um, Joe, what, Hendry what a had a, Joe Hendry had a match against Kurt Angle at WCPW. Oh, a, a certain pay-per-view name that WCPW had. Do <laughs> I have to give the name? No, you're all right. You're all right. One. Uh, and then Kurt Angle versus Hulk Hogan all the way back in about 2002, because I think Kurt Angle was the first person that made Hulk Hogan tap out. Yeah. And then Hulk Hogan and Bruce the Barber Beefcake against Ted DiBiase and IRS at WrestleMania 9. Nice. Right, so what I've got, slight variation on what you've got. Um, So I've got the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF um, at AEW Revolution. Chris Jericho is the person who I think is the key to this. If, Mm. If you can find a Jericho match, there's a way in. Um, you've then got Jericho versus Hulk Hogan from an episode of SmackDown in 2002. Um, and then Hogan versus Macho Man at WrestleMania 5. And then Macho Man versus DBS at WrestleMania 4. Would be my way. Nice. Sorry, I go. think I missed, I missed your first one. Did you say Matt Jackson faced Chris Jericho first? or No, Young Bucks versus Jericho. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, got it. Mike, are you still like you intensely Googling? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm just trying to pin down one particular match and then I think I have it. Well, that might be um, something interesting to add to the end of a podcast every now and again. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I must admit, I've had to give them a good shuffle because the way I, I, I did them in kind of like, so after Matt Jackson, I wrote Nick Jackson and then I wrote the Hardys, I think. But then... I went down a route of like Bailey, Sasha Banks, and whatever. So I admit mm. the first two that I pulled before were Kane and Lita. And I thought, how are we ever how are we gonna get to that point? Yes, yeah. So you'd have to think you have to go down like mixed tag routes and things like that. But interesting. Right, Mike's still going. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I'm still I'm still, like I said, trying to Is this so down. you get it in is this how many moves is this gonna be then? Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's probably going to be in four. Okay. Uh, again, just trying to pin down all the actual events. 
Okay. So yeah, we are we are recording another podcast after this, aren't we? We're doing um, wrestling in movies, mm-hmm. which is going to be released in a couple of weeks' time. Nice. Which is going to be a, a crossover between the SLTD Roundtable and my own podcast, Farndon Film, released on both streams. Good. All right. Easy way hey, around. Here we, it. Here we go. So I got uh, Young Bucks versus uh, um, SoCal Uncensored on uh, Dynamite two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Then I got um, Kazarian versus Kurt Angle at Slammiversary 2010. Then I got Kurt Angle versus Hulk Hogan at King of Ring 2002. And then Hulk Hogan versus Ted DiBiase, that same match that Alan said in 1979. (laughs) (laughs) That famous 1979 match between the two of them. Yes, yes. I was just trying to pinpoint one particular... It was, I was trying to like, wait, is it Kurt Angle versus Christopher Daniels? Kurt Angle versus Kazarian? <laughs> yeah. I think if you if we're fortunate enough to pull like names like that, you've got a long breath to go with. But I think eventually if we get to something like, for example, Santana and I don't know, Jake Atlas, like what are we going to do? Um, I don't think Jake Atlas is in there actually. I think Santana is though. Right, um, right. so that wraps up our takeover predictions and our little game at the end. I'm going to send it around the table if anyone wants to plug anything. Mike, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, just uh, keep looking out for my uh, Dynamite reviews on SLT Wrestling, uh, mouthing off of Mike JC, just put up uh, for last, uh, last night's episode of Dynamite uh, since we've had these Friday episodes of Dynamite um so that went up on saturday and uh more stuff will be coming to my site like jcnwrestling.com in the coming weeks uh just haven't had a chance to work on that recently but there will be more in there soon why are the dynamite shows nba playoffs yeah Um, basketball body basketball that's why they usually get (laughs) That's why they're changing get tennis. That's why they're changing say, networks. Yeah. That's why they're changing networks in January. Oh, that's right, ex- okay. that's like the equivalent of like the golf going into a like a final round sudden death. Yeah. And then delaying yeah, it, raw. It's been sucky because you know, SmackDown eight to ten and then Dynamite ten right. to twelve. You're like, do you want to watch here. four hours of wrestling? No. <laughs> well, it's also just because I, I try to write the dynamite review as I'm watching it. Oh. And sometimes I get sidetracked and it's like, like last night I was watching it and I was doing pretty well for the most part. Show ends at 12 o'clock midnight, my time. I didn't finish the article until almost 3 a.m. My time. <laughs> Ouch. I thought I had a bad night's sleep. Yeah. Mikey. Alan, you got anything to plug? Uh, not really. I mean, I've been, I just kind of randomly started writing something about maybe wrestlers who are, who say they're retiring do have an option to come back, but it sounds like the obvious. And I'm trying to connect both between the Dynamite Kid episode from Dark Side of the Ring and Leo Rush uh, announcing he's retiring from wrestling. For the I third mean, he's time. Only, 
Yeah, but like 26, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't buy it. Like, if he wants to do a music career, good for him. But if he wants to come back to wrestling, I'm not gonna like shit on him for doing that. It's just that when I watched the Dynamite Kid episode, I was like, this guy, like, I mean, he had no other options, but he just went through wrestling through all these injuries, and he just effed up his body so badly that that's he just died at the age of 60 on his birthday, which is really sad. And so I'm thinking, you know, I think it's a good idea these days if wrestlers want to retire for real or not and then come back a few years later if they've recharged their batteries or get a fresh perspective in life so i'm working on something about that i also want to plug a new uh wrestling show on my local radio network it's called ringside heat you should be able to find it on spotify and google i was recently a guest on that episode uh the the host um was kind enough to invite me it's like um wrestling fans from the local Toronto area. Uh, his first episode, he actually interviewed former referee Jimmy Corderas. And so I was on that plugging SLTD for a bit before we just dived into uh, all the recent uh, WWE layoffs and whether Vince is actually planning to sell WWE. I actually, Adam, I actually brought up your uh, little interesting point about whether um, AEW was going to scoop all these talent up in order to bankrupt them so WWE can buy AEW. Yeah. But we both agreed it was a bit far-fetched uh, of, a, <laughs> of, a, of a theory. So, yeah, I just wanted to plug that episode. I think it should be um, on their Ringside Heat podcast. So as for my own podcast, I've been taking a bit of a break lately because I'm currently studying for something. So I'll try to ramp up more stuff in July if uh, once I have more time. Nice. Callum, what have you got? Um, I was just going to mention that there's, you know, obviously Edge is going to be at SummerSlam. It sounds like he's going to be a babyface. Um, you know, I think we discussed it a few weeks ago that we weren't sure whether he was going to be heel or face because he was working mm-hmm. tweener a few weeks ago. Um, current match is set for him versus Seth Rollins. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's going to really be fun with my top 10 picks as favourite wrestlers. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Calamo98 on Twitter. Um, there's going to be a Takeover Predictions article released soon. I think that's just me and Mike doing that. Uh, I didn't, I, I'm probably not going to do that. I think I, <laughs> it's that's just, probably just it's me. Just it's just me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you'll probably see me on Twitter winching about England losing in the Euros tomorrow, um, which isn't good for me because I've got them in a sweepstake as well. Oh, really? but, um, yeah, we, we did a sweepstake yesterday and I got England and I thought, so that gives me two reasons to want them to win, but also two reasons for why I'll probably throw my phone on the floor when they get beaten <laughs> by North Macedonia in the quarterfinals. North it's, no. The, for our non-UK listeners and um, participants, the Euro 2020 is soccer. Yeah, I knew I knew what it I knew what it was. I just I think I just got thrown off of North Macedonia because I thought you were talking about Northern Cyprus. (laughs) Which is not recognized as a country, as far as I know. (laughs) As long as as long as England do better than the uh, United Kingdom's entry into Eurovision, then we'll be fine. I'm sure they will. I'm sure it'll be fine. No point. Um, my dad always ends up making local news because he decorates the street that he lives on with England flags. 
Um, and this is he's done it every year for like the World Cup. Oh, every time the World Cup comes around, every time the Euros comes around, and he usually laps it up. But yesterday he went and bought himself a new motorhome for whatever reason. Mm. Um, pulled up outside his house, found journalists at the bottom of the street. They all ran up to greet him at his door, and were like, "Oh, can we have a few words for Granada reports? Can we can we have a few few words for the news?" And he went, "This is old news now. I've done this for like ten years, and it's just flags on a street." And mm. I think they ended up getting my brother hanging out of the window of the motorhome, saying it's coming home. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I think he's bored of it now. But you know, my dad. I was going to say if um, if it wasn't for for it being the Euros or World Cup, it might look very weird for someone having English flags hanging out of their house at any other point of the year. Yes. Yeah, it might look completely wrong. Everyone puts them in car windows, don't they? Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, so this podcast is possibly going to go out tonight, which would be Saturday night. If not, it'll definitely be out Sunday morning. Either way, enjoy NXT TakeOver. I'll probably watch it Monday after work. Um, Yeah, and to... Steal a line from our fearless leader, who should hopefully be back on one of these soon. Um, watch wrestling that you want to watch. Don't watch wrestling because you feel like you have to. Um, and enjoy it, first and foremost. And we will see you all next time. Mm-hmm.